very restful apart from the balloons constantly going overhead it's like being near Heathrow it's ridiculous <laughs> welcome to talking simulator a series of short conversations about video games with interesting people who play them i'm jordan erica weber as i record and release this it is april 2020 and the world is experiencing a pandemic I don't know if I've personally had COVID-19 because we don't yet have access to the necessary tests, but I have been unwell, though fortunately just with some fatigue and a few weeks of coughing. If I sound at all hoarse in this episode, that's probably why. I am privileged to be in a situation where I've been able to self-isolate, and although much of my work has been cancelled, to find other things to do. One of those things is gentle preparation for Series 2 of this podcast while giving the people I want to interview the time and space they need to settle into this strange new normal. In the meantime, a video game has been released that has had record sales, has dominated my life and the lives of basically everyone I know, and has kept me more in touch with some of my friends than I probably would have been even if we were still allowed to hang out in physical space. Animal Crossing New Horizons, as many have said before me, has arrived at an undeniably opportune moment for millions of isolated and anxious people worldwide. But even beyond that, there is so much to discuss about this game that I have recorded five conversations with five of my friends and I'm releasing them daily over the course of a week. Each begins with a little island tour and then moves into a deeper discussion. In this episode, as I prepare for an Easter spent in isolation, I discuss the much maligned Bunny Day with my guest, Pip War. Hi, I'm Pip War. I was a video games journalist and now I write on video games, including uh, Monsters Expedition. So, hello! Oh my goodness, you're going to see the full extent of the uh, egg uh, plague. I'm <laughs> so excited. The nation. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I did see some of your tweets earlier, so I'm quite excited to see this from from above. Yeah, I'm flying over now. Yep, I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've already lost count of how many eggs I've seen. <laughs> oh, you've got a cherry blossom plant near your near your cephalopods. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, you can see two eggs fell down on the entrance. Uh, <laughs> over uh, to the left of the entrance, you will see the prehistoric zone. It is um, <laughs> not well populated at the moment, just a triceratops. Where did you get that? Is it like a cardboard cutout? Uh, yeah, a friend sent it to me and I've kind of tried to position it so that I can take photos, like black and white photos, where it looks more like a real dinosaur than I'm Amazing. encountering. And then if you uh, follow me over to here, there is um, there is a really cute kennel that I found that has like a little... Oh, that's terrifying! <laughs> glowing evil red eyes kind of situation. Even without the glowing red eyes, the presence of pet-themed objects is quite horrific mm. in this game. Yeah. Because you live on an island inhabited by anthropomorphic animals, and yet you can have a birdcage and a hamster... There's clearly a hierarchy. <laughs> it's 
so weird. Outside Frita's house is three more eggs. Then there's like an egg bed outside uh, the Able Sisters. Then uh, just to the right of that, there is uh, on the beach the campsite uh, currently being visited by Hippo, a uh, sort of suave French hippopotamus who I wasn't keen on in pocket camp. So I have only spoken uh, once uh, to them so that they do not uh, continue to hang around. Um, this is Club Tropicana, um, which has <laughs> lots of uh, palm trees uh, and a swimming pool and lots of palm lights in different colours. So Very classy. You can maybe see uh, a friend got the uh, wheelchair item, which isn't actually interactable. It, it functions as a chair, but a lot of people on Twitter were saying like that it really meant a lot to them to, to even be able to have that in the game to take screenshots, especially if you know they were a wheelchair user in in non-animal crossing life i'm not even going to say real life because this is where i spend most of my time nowadays <laughs> oh same hard same <laughs> so i tried to like make sure that i added one to all of what i think are the nice viewpoints so that if anybody like if it meant something to anybody like they could partake Oh, these eggs are really everywhere. Yeah, you can see this is like a main point of uh, ingress over here. So they're all just around the flowers on this little peninsula. Um, <laughs> this part of the island was the bamboo forest, but um, I have actually moved that over the river. So if you want to vault with me, because I don't hold with bridges. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You can kind of see this is the, yeah, this is like the bamboo area uh, around the pond. And then there's a little bathing pool with um, with the cherry blossom rocks nearby, which I thought was very restful. Apart from the balloons constantly going overhead, it's like being near Heathrow. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, if you come up to the next level, past the more wild flower zone, you can actually see the flamingos who are practicing social distancing on either side of the river, <laughs> just looking at each other. Uh, oh, you've put so much thought into how you've decorated your island. I started off with, so all of the buildings are in the bottom right, which is where my main island was before I got the access to the rest, because obviously the game, or not obviously, but the game gates access for people who don't know. And so I decided that I wanted to leave the rest of the land actually relatively untouched, because I really like the weeds, mm. and I really like just the sense of, you know, you haven't fully taken over the area you can see my henge i have a i have a stone henge <laughs> i'm so jealous of all the people who've been sent large objects by oh what's his name gull gulliver yeah trash bird oh and here's the graveyard there's the graveyard it's not a horrible graveyard though i kind of so the idea for this place ended up being less a wilderness and more like restful and slightly overgrown and so hence the henge is still there but i i took away all the stuff that was like i put um i had put like a fortune cookie cart and like some candy floss and stuff to make it more of a tourism thing but then i got rid of all that because i just wanted it to be kind of a place that you could hang out and and same here there's i i used the stone tablets which are quite eroded and quite sort of weathered looking and then some piles of 
old leaves and, and a mossy overgrown um, lantern and things like that. We've basically done a loop of the outside of the island. Feel free to pop in. The main room, I think, is quite nice. I found a use for some of the egg nonsense. So to paint a picture, there is pink tiling on the walls with a lot of potted ivy sort of trailing um, and some light up egg kind of fairy lights from the seasonal event and then some fish and a, and a locust sculpture and you can see the, um, the, the mantis head and the grasshopper head on the, on the walls, mounted on the walls. And then in the back is like the swamp room. Um. <laughs> we all must have one. It's my bedroom swamp. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, questions? <laughs> yeah, no, let's go and sit outside uh, where there's a bit more uh, ambient sound. You know, it's so funny. When we decided to do this episode about events, which I think was your suggestion, I was envisaging, you know, having a lovely conversation with you about why you love the events in Animal Crossing. And then the eggs began to fall from the sky and Twitter exploded with distaste, to put it lightly. So this is going to be a quite different conversation, I feel. Yeah. Did you suspect when you saw the, the trailers and things, when Nintendo announced it, that it would be quite like it is? Is. So it does have stuff in common with previous, like with the 3DS Animal Crossings and, you know, other kind of uh, iterations on the series. Like there have been Zipper Tea Bunny uh, events mm. with egg collection and so on. But I think I wasn't expecting the sheer <laughs> volume of some of the eggs and also I think something that I really wasn't expecting was how much it would clash with the cherry blossom event which is also a very short time limited thing that is happening at the same time and so it feels like because the cherry blossom event where you catch um, little blossoms that are just floating in the air and earn recipes to use those up in kind of quite gradually it's certainly a slower cadence than the other stuff and mm -hmm. is a lot less intrusive in your playing of the game like the the cherry stuff isn't replacing fish uh, that you catch like because sometimes if you throw your your line out you'll get an egg now instead of a fish but um mm. the cherry blossom is very much just its own thing that you can interact with if you want and I think that the contrast between those things is really jarring and also it's it, it, it the the egg stuff is coming across I think as more obnoxious because it feels like it's smothering this other more delicate event just with constant egg <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise that the cherry blossoms and the the egg-themed stuff were separate events until someone in the Discord that we're both in, who is in the Southern Hemisphere, <laughs> was like, wait, hold on, people in the Northern Hemisphere are getting the egg stuff and the cherry blossom stuff at the same time. And you're right, it is such a jarring contrast. So the other thing I think for me is, one, I'm trying to unpick how much of this is just because this game has come at a time of such an odd crisis global mm. crisis where people are you know in a position where they are staying home and therefore if you have this game you 
might well just absolutely rinse it like me or or if it's something that you turn to as like a a, a respite from anxiety you're just going to get a lot of eggs because you're in the game a lot more than they intended Mm. so I think some of it is I'm trying to think okay but in if if it was a normal (laughs) if it was a normal beginning of April I would probably have been out seeing friends or I would have probably you know like I would have played a lot of it but I would not have played like a hundred hours of it which is what the game counter is telling me that I have played if this had been a normal April um, Mm, (laughs) I think I would have been out you know seeing friends or going for the there's a really lovely walk in Bath that starts being absolutely beautiful in at this point in spring because things have started to bud so I would have been out doing that this weekend but right now it's like nope 30 more hours of Animal Crossing Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what I'll be doing (laughs) I've seen a lot of tweets and memes about the eggs interfering with how people want to play the game so like you alluded to earlier so this happened to me yesterday cj came to my island and i was trying to sell cj lots of fish to make lots of money and every time i fished it just felt like i was getting eggs instead of fish do you think that it's fair for people to criticize the game for throwing something in that is interfering with how they want to play it or is that kind of nintendo's prerogative to change the game for a couple of weeks it's interesting. Like I say, I'm, I'm always trying to apply that. What would I have been doing if, if this had been a normal April or March or whatever? Mm. And because obviously, like, this release date got set so far ago. <laughs> like, this was not a factor. But um, I think it's, it's one of those things where as a player currently, one of my questions is, why two weeks? because the cadence with which the stuff is provided if you want to earn it is I don't see why you would need two weeks to to get that why not one week or why not you know there's there's an element of that but to speak to the other like parts of it you know like it's seasonal events have always been a part of the series because it's you know it's part of what is really rewarding about logging in day after day is like sometimes there will just be like a really cool event or there will be you know a thing that changes the tone of it or the season will change as well because that was Mm. like it was a lot on April 1st because the season changed as well so it was like wait what Mm -hmm, (laughs) like mm -hmm. suddenly loads of new fish loads of new bugs like the trees have changed there's all this cherry blossom in the air there's now eggs like oh my god um (laughs) (laughs) i think something that i would have maybe expected them to foresee a bit was how close this event falls to the launch of the game and that people might still be trying to get through those initial quite high I would say resource requirements for setting up your island and getting through the early game because if you are somebody who is new to the series and is trying to figure out how to get enough iron ore to get your first few villagers set up like and and suddenly every time you hit a rock it's throwing out a stone egg you're like (laughs) I don't 
understand this and I think a lot of people who are really familiar with the series for example know how to maximize rock yield (laughs) but if you're new to it you're like oh I'll just eat a fruit and then I'll go bash a rock and oh no the rock has exploded and I've only got one resource what do Mm. I do oh no they only generate every day there's a lot of information to take on and to get to grips with and then so to throw this event that also pushes what you get in terms of the the normal game resources right down that does feel a bit like read the room (laughs) and that I think would have happened with or without people staying home and absolutely rinsing the game or using it very differently have you spoken to anybody who is super new to the series so I spoke to Shella she thinks she played maybe the first Animal Crossing and then she played Pocket Camp and we talked about how a lot of the beginning of the game is quite unclear Uh, it doesn't really explain itself very well but she also said that she's been quite happy to take things at her own pace I think she's expressed some frustration with the fact that people keep tweeting stuff that is from much further on in the game Um, I think she tweeted today actually oh well that's all the egg day stuff spoiled because someone had obviously rinsed through it made all of the objects and tweeted a screenshot of it uh, which is quite frustrating I imagine yeah it's interesting because like I think as somebody who has played a lot of it sort of since the beginning it's one of those things where I I'm trying to be careful of not spoilering this specific thing. I guess also because I'm on a very active Discord, as are you, like (laughs) that's the place where I can actually share a lot more of that stuff and do it more mindfully because of spoiler tags and stuff. So that's, Mm. that's also quite good. You also played Pocket Camp and you... I still play Pocket <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, you played it long after a lot of people I knew had stopped. What kept you playing? Were the seasonal events part of that? So I'll be honest, a lot of it was due to depression and the fact that I find those kinds of quite repetitive games quite soothing. And with this one, there was a very beautifully artistically created set of furniture Mm. that I could then create all of these beautiful scenarios with and like essentially just dioramas like I just found that so soothing it was like having a dollhouse that if I kept interacting with it it would keep providing me with new furniture and Mm -hmm. new like toys and new villages and things like that and so that was a big part of it because I also play a few other idle games or you know other kinds of dollhouse-esque kind of games and I do find that they help especially with anxiety um when I can't sleep they just sort of mean that I focus entirely on this task rather than on you know like anxious thoughts or anything Mm -hmm. like that so and I actually, I haven't missed a day of Pocket Camp since it launched. Wow, that is an achievement. <laughs> uh, it's, it's normal on the subreddit. <laughs> but also, it's really jarring, actually, for me, the, the way that almost immediately the tone of it, for me, changed as soon as Switch Animal Crossing came out. Because... I have still logged in each day, but there's an event going on at the moment and it will be the first event possibly in the whole 
thing where I haven't got all the items and I haven't logged in multiple times a day. I now log in out of habit just after the fortune cookies change over so I can check and see whether there's anything good in, <laughs> in the store on that front because I've got so many bells in game. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it's really weird for me to be like, oh, well, now what happens then to that investment almost? Because I would love some way of preserving it but also I'm sort of not as soon as I stopped having it as my main source of Animal Crossing it Mm. feels almost like the life has gone out of it because New Horizons is so lively and fresh and the characters are better written than they've ever been they've got better dialogue they they interact with the environment in so many more ways and to then sort of go back to a a far more stilted version of that that is a lot more freemium (laughs) and you know problematically so at points feels weird so I'm really not sure how to navigate that in some ways because it's like well I I actually did spend a bunch of money on this because at the time it was worth it but like Mm. how do you then reconcile just never playing it again do you (laughs) do you just let it drift do you like how do I preserve that experience (laughs) I think I wish there was a better way for the two things to coexist, you know? Mm. I wish it didn't feel like one had existed right up until the point this other thing just like exploded into being and now has my full attention. Like I I wish there was so much more of a delicate like crossover or like Mm. the ability to maybe bring in some of your favorite villagers or like some of your layouts or do you know what I mean yeah of course yeah absolutely it's like it's with like with the Pokemon games right like people play the current generation of Pokemon up until the next one comes out and then they they get over those feelings by transferring their Pokedex into the next game and if they can't do that they get very annoyed as we've (laughs) discovered with the with the furore over the uh, sword and shield so yeah, I guess if there was something similar in Animal Crossing, I mean, they had the Pocket Camp themed items that you could get if you had the Pocket Camp app on your phone. Um, but apart from that, yeah, nothing really. Yeah, it just feels kind of odd and a bit like you were listening to a podcast and someone just pulled your earphones out and you're like, wait, what? Like, wh- <laughs> where did it go? Like, where did it stop speaking to me? <laughs> Before we go, you tweeted asking people for their favourite examples of little details in Animal Crossing New Horizons, and I wanted to know what some of your favourites are. I think one of them was catching Frita just singing her version of a KK Slider track (laughs) she'd heard on the jukebox nearby. That was so cute. Um, But also, like... I've been absolutely blown away by some of the item interactions. So, for example, like the the espresso machine and how the two jets of coffee come out. Someone mentioned that in my replies and then I got an espresso maker and I was doing it myself. I was like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> and um, the variant items, like you can customise the base item sometimes into different colourways and some of them really dramatically alter the stuff. But also there are ways that you can add your own stuff so I tried at first to make like a version of my own art studio and and there was a little cartoonist set which looked a bit like how I work and when I went to the customization options it lets you actually put your own design in on the paper that's on the little board and so I put a version of a cartoon I was working on oh wow 
that really just blew my mind. But I think possibly the simplest thing is how you can now sidle diagonally between items <laughs> that would previous games it would have said no do you know what you can't get through there like you have to go all the way around but this it's like you can do that thing where you're like oh sorry excuse me and you're just pressing your way sort of along a like a theater row or something or like a row of seating and and your character just sort of like scooshes through and you're like oh so good there's just so many tiny things especially as a long time like fan of the franchise that you suddenly like mm. if you said to someone i can now move diagonally they're like <laughs> i'm sorry we've been doing that since chess what are you talking about <laughs> yeah mm. i think the only thing that would be even more sort of monumental to me in animal crossing is being able to arrange furniture on the diagonal that would yes i i wouldn't be able to handle that i tell you what as a sims player where we have the cheats that allow you to put things off the grid as well so you can kind of squish things close together that would be a dream in this game (laughs) nintendo if you're listening I will say, though, I am so grateful because in Pocket Camp, uh, balloons, balloon arrangements, they take up four squares. Four squares. It's not reasonable. And here they take up one. And I am just over the moon. It's it's the little things. It really is. In the time since we recorded this episode, Nintendo has released an update that has reduced the rate of egg drops. And Pip has begun to feel differently about Bunny Day. If you want to see pictures of her egg-filled island, you can follow her on Twitter at PhilippaWar. P-H-I-L-I-P-P-A-W-A-R-R. I'm at Jerrica Webber, and this podcast is at Talking SimPod. And you really ought to subscribe to Talking Simulator on your favourite podcast app, make sure you get the final episode of this five-part mini-series on Animal Crossing New Horizons. Our music is by Jazz Mickle. You can find her at Jazz Mickle. Talking Simulator is edited by Leamington's loveliest audio person, Dan Parks. If you need to make something sound good, you can find him at Dan C. Parks. I'm Jordan Erica Weber. Talk again soon. I might need to turn off the KK Slider song that is currently on the nearby jukebox because <laughs> okay. it gets a bit overbearing after a while. <laughs> Even though KK oh, is the greatest. Chair. I do not turn off KK Slider, so... <laughs>